Welcome to Urban Wilderness, the official Turkey Mountain podcast. This is Tip, and Ryan Howell is here with me as well. And today we are going to give an update on what is happening at Turkey Mountain, all of the developments and new trail features, and maybe even some changes that we have coming up as well. So stay tuned. This is Urban Wilderness. Support for this podcast comes from Fleet Feet Tulsa Broken Arrow, hosting a variety of races annually, including 5Ks, half and full marathons, and trail races. For more information or to register, visit fleetfeettulsa.com forward slash races. From Switchback Training Systems, a one-stop solution for multi-sport and cycling athletes, offering personalized coaching from certified instructors and mountain bike and multi-sport skills clinics in Tulsa and Claremore. More information at switchbackmtb.org. And from Team My Side Fitness, a partner of RSU Radio, promoting a healthy community with support from Bicycles of Tulsa, Sandoz Modern Deli, The Local Bison, and Atomic Foods. More information at wtfistmf.com. So Ryan, it's been a few months since we've done a trail update here on Urban Wilderness. And as you know, progress moves fast with Turkey Mountain. What's going on right now with the new trails and uh, trail building efforts out there? Progress has been moving really fast. Um, We are right now, if you can believe it or not, at around mile 10 uh, of built trail, which is just kind of stunning considering, you know, they they started back in um, you know November fifteenth, so we've been averaging just about a new mile of trail every single month since this project started. And that's pretty cool. Um, the trail crew right now, uh, we only we're down to one crew. In the past, we've had up to three crews working at any given time, but it's the summer. It's really hot. Trails, trail crews are having to take a break. They're actually working in cooler climates, um, and then they'll come back to us to work more in the fall. Uh, when the uh, when the when it's a little bit more hospitable environment uh, to do trail building in. So um, right now, if you go out to Turkey Mountain, the trail crew is working on um, a trail that we don't have a name for, but it'll be a loop trail that goes around the exterior of the Snake Loop on the west side of Turkey Mountain, so west of Powerline. So if you know that snake loop, you know it sits on a like a flat area, and then below it there's like a rock bluff that goes all the way around it, like a, a you know like a fingertip, like a, a ridge, and then they're building this new trail just on the outside of that rock bluff. So there's a lot of really cool areas that it takes people through at Turkey Mountain that um, have previously not been accessible. Um, there is uh, a lot of different topography. Um, that's kind of unique to Turkey Mountain in that area. And uh, one of the things you'll notice is they they completed um, a uh, connection from Pepsi Lake up to the Snake Trail uh, just recently. And a lot of people have found and discovered that. So now you can kind of ride or run or walk up the Hochi or the Haichi on the east side by the river. You can go up to this north tip, which is called Spider. And you can go down to Pepsi Lake really easily. And then you can actually go all the way up from Pepsi Lake up to, you know, the area of the Snake Rock Garden and then take this new trail all the way back to around where the washing machine is um, and the three sisters ponds or the triple ponds back there. So um, it's really opening up a lot of uh, accessibility to Turkey Mountain. 
You'll notice that it's if you go on these new sections, especially the connection to Turkey, like the connection up from Pepsi Lake and the new um, north, uh, these new trails. One of the things um, that we got a lot of feedback from people was that they wanted the trails to be still green and accessible, but we needed some variety in terms of difficulty. And so you'll notice that these trails are still green, meaning they're built for you know most every rider, but they are gonna be a little more on the high end of difficulty on the green scale. So you'll notice that there's gonna be a lot more um, rocks left in place versus moved out, moved out of the way to make a smooth trail. There's gonna be, so it's gonna be a lot chunkier. Um, it will test your abilities. So it's not a trail that I'd recommend if it's your absolute first time being on a mountain bike that you would take, but this is gonna be a trail um, that goes around uh, the snake loop and the connector are gonna be trails that you know kind of push you a little bit. They challenge you a little bit um, to develop your mountain biking skills. Um, they have some you know kind of complicated techie areas. And, uh, and so um, that's where we're at with that. I don't know if uh, last time we talked, um, we talked about uh, the Zingo, but the Zingo Trail, which is that downhill mountain bike only trail opened up. A lot of rave reviews about that. An update on the Zingo is, you know, it comes to a very abrupt stop at uh, the bottom of it. Um, we are going to, in once we get back to our phase two, we are going to uh, make that go straight. So you're not going to have an abrupt stop there at the bottom of Zingo anymore. You're going to be able to actually just kind of go straight. It'll stay in the tree line uh, where the power line runs east-west there. Um, it'll stay just inside the tree line until it connects back up to that climb trail um, that we now have access to. So that's kind of uh, where we are right now. So you mentioned Zingo, and that is the uh, exclusive downhill trail for bikes, and it's a uh, uh, it's exciting to have that out there. I wanted to give a little bit of background, though, for those who maybe are a little bit younger, haven't been in Tulsa very long. What does Zingo mean? Where does that name come from? That is fun. Yeah, actually, Zingo, um, we put that name out there uh, to get voted on um, a bunch with the that's how the truck. That's how this truck got its name, actually, was um, uh, there was a little competition in the mountain bike community to give it a name. And um, there were some really great suggestions. Cold Turkey uh, was a, a competitive suggestion. Like you quit cold Turkey because this trail is going to be an addiction that everybody loves. And so, you know, you're going to be addicted to it. You're just going to have to you know, quit it. But um, Zingo won out and Zingo is actually the name of a former roller coaster at Bell's amusement park. So Bell's amusement park was a, a fantastic amusement park that used to be up at um, the fairgrounds for 30 or 40 plus years. It operated and Zingo was the signature uh, wooden old school style roller coaster that was up there. And so that uh, our trail here at Turkey Mountain is now named in honor of that roller coaster because if you've ridden it, uh, you know, it's a, it's a green trail uh, rated for any mountain biker, but it is quite the roller coaster. I was talking with someone the other day and they were mentioning just how fast that trail is and how they're still having to get used to that. And I think the roller coaster history Tulsa connection is just, it's perfect. I think it was, I think it was the right choice personally. I, I voted for that one on the, uh, on the poll. So you also mentioned a new trail yeah. that's in over at Snake and that is a trail that kind of 
connect parts of the mountain that they'd been connected before, but they were a little more difficult to to take if you were a beginner or if you uh, just mostly stuck to the the main trails. So there's also increased connectivity going on at Turkey Mountain with every new trail that comes in. And I just wanted to point out how amazing that is and how many more routes that we're going to have once we get uh, some of these trails that aren't just on the yellow or aren't just on the blue or on the pink. They're connectors between them. It's going to make so many more routes possible and just uh, a a much more, uh, you can have more variety each time you go out there. And it's just exciting to include that. So as we get to the end of phase one, not only will you see new trails opening up and new sections for you to hike and bike, but you also may notice some changes to some of your favorite trails. What kinds of uh, things should people be looking out for as they head to Turkey towards the end of phase one? So one of the biggest changes you're going to see is uh, a movement of a trailhead. So think about the upper parking lot. Um, There is the trailhead to what's called the pink trail. Um, we don't really use it anymore, but it has a marker there with the pink blades on it. And it's that trailhead that is like immediately at the entrance to the upper parking lot. Like you pull into the upper parking lot in your vehicle and it's that trailhead that's just right to your left. We're going to be shutting that trailhead down and moving it to the north end of the parking lot. So I just want to give everybody a heads up on that. The trail behind it is going to stay roughly in the same place. Um, we are going to, uh, you know, uh, obliterate that trailhead and put fencing up so people don't have access to it anymore. But you'll still be able to access that by uh, going up to the north end of the parking lot. And then we're going to build a trail kind of below the, the western edge of the, the parking lot that'll tie back into it. It's just going to be a new access point. We decided because of safety that this was an opportune time to move that trailhead. Um, because what's happening is people are coming out of the Zingo area, uh, hiking and biking, and they just cut all the way across the parking lot to get to that other trailhead. And that puts them in a a dangerous position with cars coming in and out of that um, main entrance, sometimes at high speed, you know, onto a gravel surface where they might not have the stopping power that they do. So for safety sakes, we're moving that trailhead but all the trails are you know, still going to stay there. They're just going to have a different access point. Now, also talking about the downhill trails, we had previously discussed the blue and black downhill trails that are in the plans for the future. What's, uh, what's the status on those? So the blue and the, the downhill trails are in what's called the phase two. And uh, if you look on um, line on the riverparks.org Turkey Mountain page, you'll see a thing that says like news release that has all the phases in it. So people can get a graphical representation. Phase one is the area we're concentrating on right now. And that's going to have about 12 miles in total trail in it. Um, Once the crew finishes up with uh, the loop that they're on, that goes around snake, um, they're going to, they're building a trail that's coming around snake and it's going to head back to the upper parking lot. Um, Once they get done with that, they're actually going to go back out to around the washing machine and they're going to tie in there and they're going to build a second loop that goes, um, you know, if you are familiar with Turkey Mountain, you know, there's a valley on the west side that a pipeline runs through. So um, that pipeline valley is going to get another loop around it that goes all the way up to the YMCA and ties back into around the washing machine area. So that's where they're headed to next before we move into the phase two 
and the additional mountain uh, downhill mountain bike areas. So phase two um, will happen after that. Right now, we're looking at finishing up phase one. Um, my hope is by Christmas, that whole phase one and those 12 miles will be completed in that, in that area. Uh, phase two will then be the, the area that we concentrate on and we'll try and get some more crews out here to work on phase two. Um, the crew that has built um, those two loops on the west side will come over and start working on one of the downhill lines. It will be the blue or black line. It hasn't been determined yet. We're still working on, you know, scheduling crews and that kind of thing. So starting around sometime this fall, we'll probably have two crews working on a blue or moderately difficult downhill line. And this downhill line will um, be similar in construct to the Zingo, which is a green. However, the features are gonna be a lot bigger. So in terms of your ability to get speed, you're gonna be able to go faster and the features that launch you in the air are gonna be bigger. Um, and, you know, they'll have actually kind of option lines, you know, so there'll be like a tabletop where one side of the tabletop has a, a, a very, you know, is elevated, you know, several inches above the other side of the tabletop. So if you don't want to necessarily take the big jump, you can do a smaller jump or even roll it. So it'll, it'll have um, that. And that, you know, will probably be a little bit longer. Right now we've scheduled to be a, but somewhere between 0.4 and 0.5 miles long. Um, the blue and the black lines are going to start over, they're not going to start near Zingo, they're actually going to start over at the ridge point, that southern kind of tip point of, um, you know, the, the high point of Turkey Mountain, so to speak. So they'll start there in the fall. And we hope to have them uh, finished up, the blue and the black lines finished up sometime, maybe summer next year. Uh, that's what we're we're shooting for. Um, those blue and black lines will actually finish um, downhill of uh, the main parking lot, the lower parking lot. If you take that paved trail uh, all the way down to where the entrance, kind of the old entrances to um, uh, the uh, Lochi Trail, uh, that's where the blue and the black lines will end at. So you'll actually be able to start all the way at the top of Turkey Mountain on a blue line or the black line, flow all the way down on a mountain bike, and then end either on the paved trail and ride back up, or just go straight into Lochi and do the Lochi and Mochi, and then have yourself a very uh, fun bike ride back up. Now, I know I've been talking a lot about mountain biking, but the hikers are going to be getting something special too. So we are building a new um, hiking only route uh, that will go from the main parking lot up to the, around the top um, kind of tie in. It'll, it'll replace portions of the blue and portions of the yellow trail that are now currently there. And a key feature of this hiking only um, line will be the fact that it is a stone staircase that is about approximately 500 feet long that we have scheduled to build. Um, so again, that'll be kind of a nice feature, whereas it'll be between the climb line and the Zingo and the blue is kind of where that will be. It'll, it'll replace the yellow that goes up. If you know where uh, yellow goes up and it's very eroded and it's just, it's hard to maneuver now. 
that is all getting replaced with this stone staircase. So we really think a lot of people will be excited about that because one, it'll be, if you're an outdoor runner or a hiker or something like that, and you're trying to get in like a lot of elevation, um, you know, quickly, or, you know, you want to do hill repeats, um, but not worry about like, not worry as much about like tripping over hazards or the boulders or having the rocks slip out from under you because it's in an eroded area. You know, this will be a space where you can do those kind of hill repeats and exercises that you can't find anywhere else in Tulsa. So we're very excited about that. And again, we're looking at hoping to start those in the fall and then finish up in the summer with phase two. So you had mentioned earlier, and this is something that I think anyone who goes outside, it's on their mind right now. It's on their mind for the past month. It's hot out there. It's nasty. It's uncomfortable. And you had mentioned that you have fewer trail builders out there now. It takes a really dedicated person to be working through the heat. Tell us a little bit about the trail building that's going on right now. What are they still able to work on with the heat? And maybe a little bit about who's actually still out there. So one of the biggest challenges with the heat is obviously moisture in the soil. And um, you might have noticed if you rode, ran, or hiked over on the stuff on the west side that it was a powdery dust. That is very difficult to work in. It is almost as difficult to work in as when it's completely drenched. So back in May and the early part of June, we just got tons and tons of rain. And it made it like the, the trail builders were slogging through mud and they made very little progress. Well, then somebody turned off the tap and there was about two weeks where it was perfect soil conditions uh, to rework everything. And then it turned back to it, everything turned into dust. And so they've been working, you know, for basically all of July in dust. <laughs> and it, it's very hard. And the one thing they can't do is compact the trails um, because it's just dust. It just, you know, turns, it's like it turns to dust. And so this rain we got uh, here recently was, uh, you know, just really a godsend because now it enables them to get that, you know, rerun that packer and and the dirt is a lot easier to work. It's a lot easier to move around. It's easier to, uh, you know, get um, the rocks out of like the small pebbles. And it's just, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, um, put the right slope on the trail. Um, But I actually just did an interview with uh, one of the trail builders. So let's take a listen to that. Hey, everybody. We are out here at Turkey Mountain right now. I'm with the trail building team. And this is a little segment I'm going to call Get to Know Your Trail Builder. Get to Know Your Trail Builder. We're out here with Cass Milligan. And he's actually one of the trail crew that has been helping to build um, the trails out at Turkey Mountain. And you're responsible for helping to build uh, the Lochi renovation and the Mochi line. How did that go for you? Um, It actually ended up turning out really, really, really awesome. So I... um. I had a lot of fun building Lochi and Mochi with uh, how how we we made use of the grade because it basically we a lot of it was flat, but we used a lot of the contours and stuff to make it all nice and flowy, uh, not not just for bikers but for hikers too, and it's a nice nice walk. It's not too challenging. Yeah, we've gotten just a ton of positive feedback on it. I mean, people are really liking it. They like that you guys left some of the old trail on Lochi and kind of weaved it back and forth. So it feels it gives it like this braided feel to it with like, you know, multiple options and things like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about um, Cass. Cass, like you're uh, uh, you're a mountain biker, BMXer. What, what's your background? How did you get into the trail building world? 
Well, I like I liked mountain bike. Um, that's kind of how I actually got into trail building, but I, I am obsessed with gravity in general. I like rolling down a hill at high speed. I like skiing, snowboarding. Um, that's kind of how I started. Like I've been doing it for quite a while now, um, as long as I can actually even remember, <laughs> probably when I could stand up. Um, but yeah, it's like that, that stuff is just like walking to me. Is it? Wow. So you got into mountain biking, really enjoyed that and stuff like that. And what got you actually into the trail building aspect of it? Like what was kind of like your first gig in trail building? I like to create stuff. I was always obsessed with level, build, level, level editors and video games. And I like to build my own bound stuff and these simulations and stuff. And it's just like in real life. <laughs> and that's kind of like how that's, it was kind of an all of a sudden enlightenment that I, that I had with, with this job that, oh, wow, I'm, I feel like I'm actually good at this. Yeah, you really are. I mean, when you talk about, when you come out here, people don't realize how much thought goes into putting these trails and building these features. And I've worked with you a lot. And, um, you know, it, it's, you're very uh, meticulous in a good way mm -hmm. about, like, figuring out where the water's going to flow to and figuring out, like, you know, getting all the rot, like, as much oh, yeah. as you can. Like You have to, man. It's, it's, that it's, it's, full-on necessary i mean otherwise it's just going to couple out and, and erode away or at least create a nasty puddle and that's just no good i mean no one's going to want to step in a nasty puddle on their hike <laughs> that is true and so it's it's just really impressive like they they really focus on the grade and i've seen you out here with a rake like just raking for hours on one little spot sometimes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure that like it's not a low spot and we're not you know collecting water and we're not going to have you know issues with it in the future yeah that's right it um it it sometimes it all depends on how how tough the dirt is sometimes it's easy sometimes it's really 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 hard but i mean once when i get in the zone of of grabbing using that rake it time is not an issue for me at all uh, that's awesome to hear that's a man who loves his job right there <laughs> so right now your guys are building a trail that is between snake and the pink trail towards power line so they're building a loop um yet to be named that basically goes around the snake loop and it's but it's on um like the downhill side of the snake loop so snake loops up kind of on a flat plateau below it um there's a rocky bluff that goes all the way around snake and you guys are building right below that so tell me um some of the challenges you're facing this area what's making this trail feel a little bit different what's what's kind of your vibe through throughout here so turkey mountain has a lot of sandstone um so far we've been having pretty good good time with moving that stuff but until now with the trail that with the area that we are currently in right now there's like the rock the sandstone gets so big we don't actually know how big these rocks are and they're sitting at an awkward angle just partially sticking out of the ground like it looks like a tiny six inch rock sticking out of the ground but it could be 50 40 feet underground wow it's like tip of the iceberg but and now we're having to just dig around it so it's it's taken quite a while but i mean it's not much of an issue i mean once we figure it out and get our get our flow going yeah so people that come over here if they've ridden like the new millennium or the stay gold loop they're going to notice that that was kind of built on top of the hill and not it doesn't go through too many rocky areas yeah. but this is very different this is this is a lot you know chunkier kind of gnarlier yeah i would assume it would probably be due to the erosion up a, up at a higher level um turkey mountain has lots of erosion going on in like when when we would rake over a rock completely covered in dirt 
it would it as it would rain that for one day that rock would lose like almost three inches of dirt over it so fully exposed but make it makes it more chunky it does and and, and if I, you hike this new stuff yeah oh yeah that's that's what makes the uh, probably the top part of the turkey mountain so rocky and exposed like it's just full-on bedrock at that point yeah so it is it's full-on bedrock and that's where we get you know a lot of that erosion because the bedrock obviously pushes the water up higher mm -hmm. makes it you know flow off and it's just kind of working on eroding its way down to bedrock and stuff but yeah this trail is it's a lot different you know you're going to notice if you're hiking if you're mountain biking it's going to be a lot more technical now it's still built as a green or easy trail but yes. it's it's going to be on the more difficult end of that right yeah you'd be able to bring out your full suspension mountain bike um and be able to test it test its shocks on some of these features out here um even on green and blue trails there's some some stuff that we have kind of sit out sitting out on the side for you to check out if you really want to <laughs> yeah they're building you know some fun features for mountain bikes to explore but these again you know they're multi-use trails yes. but even if you're a hiker or a trail runner you're going to notice that this is going to this area that we're in right now is going to be more technical mm -hmm. um it's going to have some of those features that people you know have said they really enjoy just in terms of uh difficulty level being increased that kind of thing these trails are excellent for cross-country running in general like yellow the yellow trail snake and pink trail like on foot not even you don't even have to ride it on bike and it'd be a good good exercise to lap around the whole mountain yeah and i've actually noticed that i come out to turkey mountain quite a lot and i've seen a lot of like runners that haven't been to turkey mountain before coming out here and exploring these trails i see a lot of older runners that um you know have like quit coming to turkey mountain because it was it got too technical for them yeah and now they're able to kind of have access to a lot more of the mountain and you know they're coming back to trail running and and you know hiking and that kind of thing yeah that's all for man yeah that's all about it all right, Cass. Well, thanks. for And you're going to be with us for a while, we hope, because you're building yeah. an amazing trail. Everybody's loving what you're doing, so thanks for everything you're doing. Absolutely, man. Well, it's really nice to get to know the people who are out there doing the work. You know, we see the the fruits of their labors, but these people are, are it's, it's hard work. It's hard labor. And right now, as you can tell, it's hot out. So um, thank you to all of the trail builders, and it's really nice to get to know them on a personal level. So, Ryan, of course, we have the new trails to get excited about, but there's also... Some other cool stuff going on at Turkey Mountain. What else do you have coming up that you're excited about? There are, and specifically, I want to talk about the Tulsa Fire Department. So recently, you might have seen it in the news. Um, we led the Tulsa Police Department and the Tulsa Fire Department on a mountain biking tour of Turkey Mountain. And the Tulsa Fire Department um, right now is in the process of developing a mountain bike dedicated rescue team of Tulsa firefighters. And so what that means is, is they, you know, the Tulsa Fire Department has come to the realization with all the new trails developing in Tulsa, you know, not just a Turkey Mountain, but Blue Bale, Bells Park, um, you know, the Gilcrease trails, uh, that they needed a way to be able to more quickly respond to injuries and, and rescues that need to occur in these wilderness spaces, because they can't get their, you know, uh, fire trucks and, you know, stuff immediately to it. And uh, some of the firefighters were actually mountain bikers and they came up with this idea, well, why not develop a team, like train firefighters how to use mountain bikes on Turkey Mountain. And so they're actually going through the process of developing that team. Um, you'll see uh, some stuff at the uh, occurring at the upper parking lot where they're gonna, the Tulsa Fire Department will be storing some of their rescue equipment, some mountain bikes. 
And uh, they actually recently did a, 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 a several test runs around the mountain where they had, um, uh, they picked random locations where people could get, you know, pretend injured at. And then they took, uh, they timed it, how quickly it took them to get to a mountain bike versus on foot, the way that they normally get to rescues. And on average, they were able to respond to um, these rescue locations three times faster than if they had have responded on foot. So, you know, if you're talking about somebody who's injured at the very north end of Turkey Mountain, it takes 20 minutes to get there. You know, on a mountain bike, it takes seven. So if you have somebody who is injured, um, you know, and they need immediate response, it's going to be a great help to that response. So we're very excited that the Tulsa Fire Department is putting that program together. And then the other thing is the Oklahoma Forestry Service is, uh, you know, working on, um, they just got themselves a, a $300,000 grant to do hazard mitigation at Turkey Mountain. So what that means is invasive or species removal and then removing what's called ladder fuels uh, for potential wildfires. So ladder fuels are things like dead uh, trees on the ground, um, scrubby like little bushes that easily burn like you see a lot of the privet. So they might be going through with a mechanical masticator um, to remove a lot of that stuff, kind of chews it up into uh, basically sawdust. Um, and that's, uh, you know, then it's allowed, then it can just kind of, you know, uh, decompose back into the ground. So we're very excited about that. We're also gonna have the Howe Foundation um, out there helping us do invasive species removal this fall. So you're gonna see some guys out there with chainsaws um, removing privet, removing some of the eastern red cedar, uh, and, uh, and you know, in addition to the Oklahoma Forestry Services. We spent a lot of some of our early podcasts talking about controlled burns out there. Is that still happening at some point? Yeah, yeah. The, the controlled burn thing is um, still on the books to happen, and the Oklahoma Forestry Service is going to lead that effort. We have a what's called a prescription for our burn. And that's a set of criteria that we're allowed to burn in. And, uh, you know, it basically says, you know, the wind needs to be out of the south, southwest by eight miles an hour. And the 20 foot winds need to be 10 miles an hour and relative humidity needs to be X and blah, blah, blah. And it has all these specific things. And then it gives us a window. It says our time to burn is February, March, April. And uh, I've learned this recently that in that three-month window that we were able to burn in, we actually only had two days that fell in our prescription. Two days that fell in our prescription to burn. So, and um, both of those unfortunately happened on weekends. And so the weekend thing is one of our, is outside of our, well, we don't want to burn on a weekend because it's just, it would be too difficult to keep people away. So we really trying to only burn on weekdays when not as many people are visiting Turkey Mountain. So it is absolutely still on the books. We are, um, you know, wanting that to happen uh, and it, it will happen. It's just gonna, you know, we have very limited opportunity to do it every year. So are we looking at those, that three month span in 2023 as a possibility? Is that the next chance that you would have to do these prescribed burns? It is, yeah. So it would be, uh, February, March, April of 2023 would be the next time we even have the possibility of burning. I, I talk a lot about these plans, but, you know, with trail building and with this habitat restoration, you know, a lot of it depends on crew availability and weather and, you know, these kind of things. So our plans are adjusted. So I want to put a little asterisk on some of these plans, you know, that say, 
hey, these plans are plans that we have right now, but they might change in the future. And one other thing I forgot to mention, but I'm very excited about it. And some of you have heard the rumor that um, Turkey Mountain is being planned to be connected to Bales Park, which is being planned to connect to uh, Lubell Park. And I can confirm that all of those plans are in the works and you will see um, down the road. I can't give you an exact time on it because, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces, but we are working uh, to be able to connect Turkey Mountain to Bales and Lubell Park. And so um, you'll be able to get on a mountain bike or take a hike or take a run from the lower lot at Turkey Mountain all the way over to Lubell Park. Um, at some point by staying mostly on, uh, you know, dirt trails in the woods. Well, that's exciting. That's really cool to see the connectivity in the outdoor community in Tulsa and how people are really getting an expanded universe of trails and uh, locations that they can go and do healthy things, exercise, be outside, explore nature. It's just so exciting to see that happening in Tulsa really is. So this has been another update of what's happening at Turkey Mountain. Of course, things are happening every day. And as Ryan mentioned, plans are just that. They're plans. We uh, we may see different things happening. And when those plans change, that just means it's for the better. It's, it's what needs to happen for what's best for Turkey Mountain, for what's best for the users. And it's really exciting to see what's in the future for Turkey Mountain. It really is. And I hope everybody can keep this excitement up and their patience with us uh, while we're going through some construction phases. Ryan, I have one more question for you before we head off. It's a bit of a personal question. So about six months ago, we had a video. It was your your second, I think, second mountain bike ride ever. How's the bike feeling to you now? <laughs> yeah, uh, It's good. Um, I, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned that my mountain biker is a way better, my mountain bike is a way better mountain biker than I am. So I just have to put my trust in the bike, uh, and uh, and it's been, it's been it's been fun. Well, if you see Ryan out there zipping around on the new trails, try and stay out of his way. He's getting he's getting faster and faster every time he goes and rides. Thank you so much for tuning into Urban Wilderness, the official Turkey Mountain podcast. This is a partnership between RSU Radio and the Tulsa River Parks Authority. Ryan Howell is the Turkey Mountain Project Manager, and uh, I'm Tip Crowley. I'm the General Manager at RSU Radio. Make sure you subscribe, like, follow on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and on rsuradio.com for more info on Turkey Mountain. Until next time, go get lost at Turkey Mountain.